Yeah, I think it's been a long time since we talked about Akon City, uh, like at least a year, maybe more. And in the time since, absolutely nothing has developed of the city. But I feel yeah, like there's so many right things now. to talk about around it. Yeah, yeah, we're standing here at the vast expanse of nothingness of Akon City, Senegal. We're somewhere near Dakar, Senegal, out on a dirt road. Just nothing as far as the eye can see, except a little placard that says Akon. Yeah, there was an article on africanews.com from, or I think it was updated earlier this year. But uh, I should just read the first couple sentences of that. Of A year after singer Akon laid the first stone of the $6 billion futuristic city he vowed to build for his native Senegal, the site remains grassland. The stone itself sits at the bottom of a dirt track in a field. A small placard advertising the mega project has fallen off of it. It's just, uh, it's like it's the beginning so of a novel up. or something. Like they didn't do anything. They yeah, could have put a little nothing. hut up. They could have put, they could have built something. But they didn't even, they just put a, a little stone in the ground and that's it? Yeah, it's been close to two years since then already. I did look it up on Google Maps, though. I was trying to find it. I found it once, the plot where it is. I think it is on Street View because it's sort of uh, near the coast. Yeah, that's um, what's so insane is like this land seems like it should be so valuable. Like it's a yeah. really great location. It's near the capital. It's on the coast. And they're just like pissing it away, throwing <laughs> billions of dollars. It's something that's clearly not going to happen. Yeah, you could. It, it's not a horrible idea to build a celebrity endorsed thing and hire a bunch of local workers and stimulate the local economy, get tourist money in. But they're just not even making an investment. It's just completely fake. Yeah, that African News article is actually pretty bleak where they just interview like, you know, a 25 year old local who's like, yeah, the work would be nice. And everyone in the town's just kind of like, I don't know why they haven't done anything yet, but it'd be nice if it happens for us, you know, and. He's just like fucking around. Like the whole story itself is just funny and it's obvious that he's full of shit, but it's so sad for the people who actually could benefit from it if he wasn't just running a very transparent scam. Yeah, there is somebody who's benefiting from it and that's the person who registered Akon City as a business in oh, yeah. very rural Senegal, out in the middle of nowhere, way far away from... Yeah, that's so funny. Good for that person, though, because they're capitalizing on the name in a way he never will. Like At least they built a business. He's built nothing. Yeah, and there are like ironic five-star reviews from people think who think it's the real Akon City. <laughs> so there's great. just some woman who runs a, a couture store uh, out on a farm, and she gets to be Akon City. And since he hasn't done anything, what's he going to do? I'd like to be a really stupid American who tries to uh, travel to that store thinking it's the actual Akon City for a vacation. There's another one that's like on the peninsula there. Uh, boy, a lot of slaves came through there. What a yeah. what a dark place that is. The House of Slaves. They still have that uh, the island there. The House of Slaves. Oh, geez. The Slave Island. Yeah, that's the uh, to as far west as you can get in Africa. But there's another like a uh, city square in the middle of there, and it's just tagged as Akon City. And this one <laughs> says City Employment Department. Man, that's so funny. And it's also all ironic five star reviews from Americans. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that funny. person benefits, but it is funny. Yeah. Like I was trying to say at the beginning, it's like absolutely nothing has happened since we talked about this. And yet there's so many developments anyway. Where, especially because we just kind of started looking through his life and seeing all the things he claimed he was going to do that he never did. 
where there's basically been a pattern from the beginning of his career of just making up bullshit and never following through. Um, even his famous prison sentence that led to basically his album title convicted his convict music, like label or like vanity label, whatever that was. I just remember him saying at the beginning of the convict. Yeah. And apparently there's no proof that he ever spent any amount of time in prison. (laughs) No. Yeah. He uh, seems to have had like a fairly normal upbringing as like a second generation Senegalese American. Yeah, born and then in he Missouri. got into music and a at a pretty young age. Um, so yeah, that, that was that fake. website. The Smoking Gun had interviewed uh, detectives who were involved in Akon's case, and he was never convicted of a crime and didn't serve time in prison for what he claimed was being part of an auto theft ring. And then he responded to that saying, "Well, he didn't actually spend those years in prison, but he was kind of in and out over the years, and that added up to a three year sentence." And it's like, eh. I guess there are a lot of cars in St. Louis. You could steal some cars. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he should have tried to get on a Nelly song, do a verse about stealing cars. He said the years that he was doing that was like 99 to 2002. That's peak Nelly years, you know? Should have hooked up with him. Akon's dad recorded an album in 1974 with B.B. King and Nancy Wilson to help victims of an African drought. The group was invited by President Nixon to perform at the White House in Washington, D.C. Interesting. President Bush should have invited Akon to do Hit That or Smack That. What was his other one besides Smack That? Um, Oh, Oh, I Want to Fuck You. That was the other one. (laughs) Yeah, I Want to Fuck You. This is way better than Akon. Oh, I could imagine. It's like the reverse of Jacob Dylan or Tal Bachman, where the father's actually (laughs) better. I wonder if his, I bet his dad was like proud of him anyway, even though he should have been disappointed. Yeah, he's rich, or at least people think he's rich. The first yeah, thing we I get to, heard, we'll get to that in a bit too. But. The first thing I heard about him, anything other than him uh, humping that 15 year old girl on stage. Yeah. Or uh, I remember like the video of that, that and it's like pretty uh, jarring. <laughs> like it sounds bad, but the video is even worse than what you're thinking. Like it was really terrible. <laughs> it's weird. The first thing I heard about him was uh, like this viral news story in 2015-ish about how he's going to give six billion light bulbs to Africa. And uh, apparently 13,000 of those have been given out. Yeah. And that was just like, no one was even questioning that. Like, you could just say that at that point. A lot of this stuff... That was before Black Panther, but after that, he started coasting off Black Panther, where he's just like, what if we made that real? And people just yeah, give he him made the his money. His most recent album is called Aconda, like supposed to sound like Wakanda, I guess. And it doesn't have a Wikipedia article. It took a long time to find it on Spotify. And when we did, you could only listen to two out of the 10 songs. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, you know, but it's amazing. He was like a top tier, like A-list pop star, like, you know, 12 to 15 years ago. And it's really funny to just have fallen that far where you don't even have Wikipedia pages, you know? In the song Wakanda, which is W-A-K-O-N-D-A, like him, uh, Wakanda is a metaphor for his penis. (laughs) She won a fucking African for the first time. She said she want to get the Wakanda Wakanda. Uh, He really took the message of that uh, movie to heart. Heard your Punani crazy psycho. (laughs) <laughs> the baddest body I ever seen, no lipo. Wakanda, Wakanda. So yeah, I think that uh, that's that was Chadwick Boseman's vision 
Yeah. For what uh, Wakanda was. It's also like he's born in Missouri and he's really trying to use like kind of like dance hall language there. And it's almost like a weird kind of like stealing valor of like he thinks he can get away with it. But it's like, dude, you're not from like Senegal properly and you're not from like Jamaica or anything. It's very weird. I mean, I guess Drake does that too, though, right? Like Drake tries to do like fake Jamaican shit. Yeah, there's definitely uh, like a, I guess a Pan-African sort of sound where like the Caribbean and the U.S. and Africa, uh, they pass ideas back and forth. And there's sort of this like a general reggaeton hip hop sound that they all share. It's just like somewhat weird when you're just like, especially with Drake or something where he's just like a half Jewish, ultra rich, always born privileged Canadian guy. It's like, I don't know. It's like if you and I started trying to do like Irish folk songs or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's I was just kind of weird. That it, yeah, it's I don't think it's like, like cancelable. It's just weird. Yeah, it's not that you're not allowed to do it. It's just that it's like yeah, a little bit corny. Yeah, that distant from it. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's different when you're doing it in the context of trying to scam Africans, like yeah, going exactly. to the poorest <laughs> countries in the world and saying, "I'm one of you. I'm going to build a bunch of shit here. Give me some money," and then they never see you again. It's just tumbleweeds. Yeah. Maybe let's try to take this a little chronological here of... Yeah. Uh, should we start with all his bullshit entertainment projects he never finished or uh, or talk about his diamond mine? <laughs> well, there is his diamond mine. Man, there's so much shit. Um, he had a show that never got made. It was supposed to be called My Brother's Keeper. And the idea was that his two brothers would go around Atlanta where I, I don't know why they were in Atlanta. I, oh, because that's where he got his like big breakthrough in music. So oh, I think he okay. must have been living there at the time. That would make sense. But yeah, it's uh, his brothers who look like him going around saying they're Akon, trying to get VIP <laughs> at nightclubs. Yeah. All they're trying to do is get free shit around the town. It's like punked, except the prank is just like, can I get this drink for free? Can I get this meal for free? Yeah, it's such a bad prank. It's like uh, Donnie Wahlberg pretending to be Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's not... not that You are still kind of famous if you're Akon's brother. You can tell that's an idea he had in, like, 2007 when he was so famous that, uh, like, producers are going to listen to this stupid idea of his and tell him, like, yeah, we might be interested. If he had that idea today, it would just be an immediate no. Yeah, the fact that they got news articles written about that is pretty crazy. It just yeah, never unbelievable, got made. Right? <laughs> didn't even get canceled. They just didn't make it. Yeah. Um, he also wanted to make a movie about his own life called Illegal Alien. But again, he's born in Missouri. Yeah, he's and he not didn't an do the prison alien. time he claimed to do. He's like none of the things that he's implying he is. No, he has had some legal issues, like with the fifteen-year-old girl on the stage, but uh, in the the boy on stage, there was a girl and a boy. The girl he humped on stage, the boy he threw. It, you would have to respect someone who made a biopic about themselves, and that's what it focused on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I awkwardly dry humped this 15-year-old in front of like thousands of people on stage. Just build a whole 90-minute movie around that moment of your own life. Yeah, I guess he sort of has plausible deniability that the girl had a fake ID or she lied about her age. That happened with Buck Cherry, too, where an underage girl got into the crazy bitch video and they had to recut it. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, to his credit, I'm sure he didn't know for sure. 
but, but yeah, that's why just you like an insane. That's why you, you don't do that at uh, public events. Yeah, before you like grind your dick into someone's ass on stage, you should yeah. probably probably not have a conversation with any stranger on stage. After that happened, uh, someone. Oh, he said that he he claimed that the incident was staged, and he in fact used the act to set up for the next record. I don't think that's true. Yeah, that's In 2008, bullshit, that was the next record. It was originally supposed to be called Acquitted, uh, and they changed it to Freedom. <laughs> like, What kind of PR person would be like, you know what you should do? You should get a 15-year-old on stage and get a lot of press attention for this. Yeah, that's great for your career. That's such a good bit to do something like that. Like, I don't think he got charged. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, he sure, didn't get charged, but... but to say acquitted when you're not even acquitted. Yeah, that's a good point. You're not innocent. It's just be called not even charged. Found innocent by all courts. What else? Oh, this isn't really him canceling something, but it's just insanely funny to me that in 2007, he was on Pinoy Big Brother Celebrity Edition 2. Now, what does he have to do with the Philippines? Pinoy Big Brother. Man, he would be the big brother there. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably the biggest guy there little out of place. Which season was that? Uh, Celebrity Edition 2 in 2007. Celebrity Edition 2. Oh, he just visited. Uh, okay, he's like a one episode kind of guest star. Yeah, Man, he I was visited. He was living there. Well, the, okay, on Wikipedia it said he entered the house, so I assume that means that he was like on the show, but I guess not. Yeah, he was in one episode. He, uh, A bunch of the contestants personally greeted the artist inside the confession room for 100 seconds. To be fair, <laughs> Big Brother let the rest of the housemates meet Akon, but only for 10 seconds. Akon spent a short time inside the house because of his tight schedule. So he was there for literally two minutes. Uh, meeting Akon for 10 seconds is insanely funny. Like, if you tell that story to people afterward, it's embarrassing. Of, yeah, I met him and we said hi and then left, you know? <laughs> that's not a meeting. That's like less than even like passing someone on the street or saying like you like their music when you see them at a restaurant or something. Yeah. Was his music big in the Philippines? No idea. Like, yeah, I don't know. Celebrity Edition 2, that would have been around the time it was on the radio, but like when it was being shot. I don't know if people would have heard of Akon yet, but at least he was yeah. actually on the show. I feel like it's one of those things that his people pro at the label probably wrangled up for him. Like, you just got to go show up for 10 minutes on this show. It'll be good for you in this country, you know? I think we should go on Pinoy Big Brother. Yeah. If he can get on there, why not us? I would be the same height as most of the women. Yeah. Fit in perfectly. It's part of my plan to play in the Filipino WNBA. <laughs> I think I could crush. Yeah, I would never do Big Brother in America, but I feel like I would definitely do it in the Philippines. It would just be a fun experience, you know? Ruben Gonzaga, that's who won. Wow. The runner-up in that celebrity Pinoy Big Brother was Riza Santos, who uh, she was the runner-up in Miss Universe Canada 2013. <laughs> that doesn't really make sense to me. They also have Miss Earth Canada, Miss World Canada. Is it yeah, how do you the have Earth or the world or not? Or is it just Canada? How can it be the world and also Canada? Yeah, and the Earth versus the world is very confusing distinction. Yeah, the Earth and the world. Maybe the Earth doesn't include the uh, atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, and the world does. Women who came down from the clouds. Yeah. They can only do the world or the universe. If you were born on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if, if you were born on a plane, you have to only have citizenship on that plane. That should be how it is. 
that's a good premise for some shitty it's like kind of like the airbud clause where it's just like so implausible and so like pedantic about the rules that'd be a good movie of like a woman who was born on a plane and she's just a nomad you have to be a flight attendant or a pilot yeah she worked her way up from flight attendant to pilot that's how it works you want someone who's familiar with the plane that's right you start off by cleaning the bathrooms then you become a flight attendant then they give you your service gun. Then you uh, are the, the co-pilot. Then you're the pilot. That's right. And then you start designing planes for Boeing after that. Yeah, you get to put the new software on. You're the guy who makes the firmware updates. What else, though? Back to uh, Akon's past. I think uh, another one that bears repeating is, uh, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, the diamond mine. He has a diamond mine in South Africa. And he not he doesn't just deny that uh, conflict diamonds or blood diamonds uh, come from his mind. He just denies that they exist. Period. He said, "I don't believe in conflict diamonds. That's just a movie. Think about it. Nobody thought or cared about conflict diamonds until Blood Diamond was released." It's very Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> he's acting like Black Elon Musk, lying all the time, embezzling funds. Having a diamond mine in South Africa and then having some stupid uh, comeback like that, like not even doing corporate speak or getting PR to talk about it. Like Akon has invested in many global firms in Africa uh, with regard to development and yeah, they have exactly. diverse holdings and some of them are in mineral wealth. Yeah. And not just like, yeah, conflict diamonds fucking rock. You're just fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, they don't if you even don't like exist, it. but also I own a mine and I don't care. Also, I found out about Blood Diamonds from that Kanye West song in 2005. So it wasn't 2006. Yeah, that's I right. Never a even year saw before Blood the Diamond. movie. Yeah. That You're song stupid, was huge, Akon. too. And he's, yeah, Akon's supposed to be in that industry. It's one of Kanye's best songs. Do you not it listen might be to my Kanye's song? song. Yeah. Did they ever work together? Um, definitely. He's never been on a Kanye song. So I don't think so, but I guess it's possible if it was like some obscure single or some shit. It was kind of cool that he sampled Mr. Lonely by Bobby Vinton. Huh. That was, um, oh no, that was post Beatles. It was There I've Said It Again by Bobby Vinton. That was the last song before the Beatles came on the pop charts. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like weird to bring him back. It's from that uh, era. There were a lot of good uh, Tom Bryan columns about it. Oh, about, cool. Like the early part of the charts where it was uh, these like American. Very cherubic, good boy singers. Yeah. Swinging the Dark honey, Ages singing for honey pop baby. music. Yeah, it really sucked. But it, it is funny to take one of those songs from like a month before the Beatles dropped and turn it yeah. into a sample. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It rocks. It honestly rocks. Yeah, it's so funny. Like that's really the main way to contextualize the Beach Boys is kind of like that of they started off in that pre-Beatles era of just being guys who wear fucking... Uh, outfits that look like they work at a malt shop and just very clean cut lads, you know? The Beach Boys used to look so stupid. I think they're they cool. I think awful. they should be brought back. Yeah, honestly, they should do that again. I think bands should wear matching sailor suits. Yeah. <laughs> and I and don't do an album they're... cover where a dog is biting their uh, their bottom and pulling their pants down. Yeah, beach mishaps. Yeah. I think more bands need to have a father figure who's abusive to the band. Agreed. And tries to hold them back artistically. Like, we don't have that anymore. We need some more bands where everybody's a brother and the dad beats them. I mean, Migos have the nephew and uncle dynamic, but that's way cooler. There's no one 
taking advantage of them and making them miserable. Yeah, I guess that is the perfect band arrangement. Like if Michael yeah, Jackson so much had better had than a brothers band with his uncle. Yeah. He might have been normal. He'd probably still be with us today. I wonder if we could find Akon's uh, diamond mine on Google Maps. That's the real Akon City. Yeah, that's right. At least there's a structure there. Also, how is it possible that he owns a diamond mine and then ostensibly has basically like borderline financial troubles? Well, I guess I know how it's possible is that he's very stupid and irresponsible, but it still kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I don't think he's really getting a lot of income at this point. Uh, but when you have a hit like Smack That or I Wanna Fuck You, like those are such, again, it was so long ago that like that was when you made more money off a song where he had to make so much. But he's yeah, just stupid. a lot of that was ringtones probably. Yeah, good call. That is the ringtone era. But uh, I guess moving kind of chronologically through other exploits of his, he had a project called Akon Lighting Africa in 2014 uh, where he was bringing solar energy to African countries. And interestingly, it just seems like, I mean, maybe we could find it somewhere else, but like in having dug around for a while, we couldn't find whether it still exists anymore. Like it was only reported on in the West for like a couple years and then just kind of slowly faded. And we don't know if that's because it stopped existing, which is probably likely, but we have no idea. Um, yeah, there's no follow through on this stuff. It, it almost reminds me of like Neom in the Saudi Arabian stuff. But, but even they that, at like, least have like, they have money they can put behind it and like, yeah. But it it's like uh, every time Akon plans something like this, the Western media just eats it up with like even less critical thinking than yeah. they do with that stuff, and then never follows up. Yeah, like it, you would think there's so many articles. Like, uh, Akon's going to do this in Africa. You would think there would be some sort of update, like oh, it was all fake. None of it ever happened. And uh, so with. Akon Lighting Africa, the business model was basically that like uh, the U.S. had put a bunch of tariffs on Chinese solar panels. So there was all this like Chinese stock of solar panels. It was basically just like arbitrage where they're just like uh, getting cheap deals on these Chinese solar panels and bypassing the World Bank in order to purchase and install them. I mean, to be fair, that's like a smart plan, I guess. Um, but it's That's unclear how much of it trade. was ever actually done. Someone's always going to find a way around it. Yeah, totally. I want some Chinese solar panels. Give them to me. I'm going to go hit up Akon. He's probably still got some. Like China's already doing a lot of investment in Africa, even without Akon as the middleman. Yeah, probably. Uh, I was going to say more credibly, but maybe I should specify more uh, effectively delivering on what they promise. I'm sure they're just putting uh, all these countries into debt in order to build that stuff but at least they can deliver something. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say what's worse, to have like debt bondage to a global superpower or to just have nothing happen at all. Like news cameras come to your town yeah. once. They're like, we're going to build this stuff. And they cut a ribbon with a big pair of scissors and you get to see Akon. Yeah, um, I mean, certainly that's more insulting, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then he's just gone. And it's like, wait, remember that rapper? I mean, it's kind of like if your options are like the Belt and Road Initiative or like the IMF and World Bank, it's like, I don't know. I don't blame you for doing the Belt and Road Initiative, but none of those options are exactly ideal, you know? Yeah. But a choosing Akon over any of those is probably not wise. So that brings us back to Akon City, which oh, yeah. we've talked about uh, somewhat briefly before. 
and uh, we wanted to do an update. Oh, I found when we were earlier talking about the ceremonial stone, which is the only thing that's actually been placed there. That was August of 2020. So we are just a month away from the two-year anniversary since which nothing has happened. And also at that time, they promised a hospital, a school, a shopping mall, homes, police station, waste center, solar power plant. All that is supposed to be done by 2023. So of their three-year plan, they've spent two years to not lift a single finger. We'll see how all that comes through. Also, if you haven't looked at the pictures of what this is supposed to be, go to aconcity.com or look it up on Google Images. It's the most scuffed 3D modeling of dildo buildings. I don't know if it's a joke, but it looks like those rabbit dildos. And then just, I don't even know how to describe it. It kind of looks like Halo. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. And it's like, uh, I, maybe I should post this picture with the episode. The problem is it's not a square, so it's hard to use as like the episode picture. Um, but the, yeah, the building is just a straight up dildo, but it's so squiggly on the bottom. It's like, what material are they planning to use for the bottom of that building? It just looks completely And what does it accomplish too? Especially in Africa where it's hard to get materials. It's hard to get like all this stuff done. The fact that they haven't done it at all is proof enough of that. But they're also like suggesting these buildings that could never be constructed there. Like every single one of these is on par with like the Australian symphony or whatever that yeah, building yeah. is. You, or even more like geometrically yeah, difficult. Yeah, there's, like the there's amount insane of, geometric shapes here. The amount of engineering you would need is insane for no reason. Maybe you could get some of the buildings sponsored by like vibrator companies though. Yeah, like those ones that advertise under the tweets. Then you can yeah. have one that's shaped like the the light. Yeah. Um, but uh, it reminds me of what you were saying earlier about how in running cover for his diamond mine, he should have just had someone give him like some boilerplate like PR speak. Um, he kind of did that for this whole website. Like it tries to lay out the plans for the city, but they're all so insanely vague. And I mean, it's an attempt at like corporate speak, but it's so bad that it's really funny to read. Um, this, on the very main page of AconCity.com, this is presented as a quote from Acon. Acon City is an extension of the sea into the land with waves diving deep into the roots of each building, making it dance on the music of Acon to celebrate the rise of Acon City, reflecting nothing but happiness, bringing no less than success. Is that a quote from him? It says it seems like right it beneath was... it has it has a little quote marks around it. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. It does sound like it was put through Google Translate, and he is a native English speaker. But I don't know. Uh, there was an article in 2021 in the Washington Post. The title was "Akon hasn't even built his first futuristic city yet, but Uganda is giving him land for a second. <laughs> so this has uh, some updates. His plans for the first Akon City involves building luxury condominiums, a seaside resort, office parks, and even a university in tubular, seemingly gravity-defying skyscrapers that resemble molten metal. Intended as an upscale de destination for black Americans, Akon City will be solar-powered and environmentally friendly, he has said. Residents and visitors will be able to make purchases with Acoin, which he envisions as a global currency. Global currency. A global currency, Acoin. It's also pretty bleak that it's intended for American tourists. Like, I mean, I, I kind of see the rationale, 
But if that's your starting point, that's just so bleak for like wasting so much public money in Uganda on this crap, you know? Yeah. What about tourists from elsewhere in Africa? Yeah, that's that's especially what's offensive, I guess, is that it's like touted as like a sort of empowering like African project, but it's really just a way to like entertain super rich Americans. <laughs> Which, yeah, to be fair, that will never right. even happen either. But no, no one's going out there. The singer's splashy designs for what is now a farming village on Senegal's coast have met with some skepticism. Locals point out that the metal and glass structures, which Akon says are intended to look like real African sculptures that they make in the villages. What? <laughs> okay. They, they're not making shit that looks like that in rural Senegal. I'm sorry. Maybe he means they're making vibrators. Yeah, are they DIY making vibrators out there? Yeah. Maybe that's what he saw. But yeah, this is like ultra modernist building. Um... They're ill-suited to the sweltering climate. Others note that despite Akon's stated goal of using local craftsmen and materials, he's tapped an Abu Dhabi-based architect and an American developer to build the city. Akon explained last year that he didn't want to overthink the project. <laughs> cool. So he, uh, nothing happened. The project has yet to break ground, but he's planning a second one in Uganda. Yeah. I think before we get to the Uganda one, I want to just keep exploring the website because there's a lot of really good stuff on here. Oh, um, yeah, I haven't been I encourage the... everyone to go check it out because there are so many pictures of it. But um, just to read a little more of the copy on the About page, the developed economy aims to adapt future development. <laughs> the current evolution required a flexible infrastructure to accommodate new real estate development. The fast pace of global changes, economic progress, poverty, and technology race continuously causing Senegal to face various new challenges. Akon City will play a vital role in the quest for solutions to these challenges. The knowledge we generate and the professionals we train are expected, and quite rightly, to help in providing local solutions as well as a critical component of human development. It is these professionals, individuals who develop the capacity and analytical skills that drive local economies, create new industries, support civil society, lead capable governments, and make critical decisions that will affect the entire economy. Yeah, that came from Abu Dhabi. Yeah, that probably was... so. Just like some shitty firm he hired to just crank this out. That came from Nermal Country. The districts are interesting. I'm looking through the website more. There's an African culture village district. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that. Because look, scroll through it and what's supposed to be in it. It's not clear what it has to do with African culture at all. There's a resort and spa. There's something called Africa Restaurant. Wow. <laughs> like what part of Africa? What is it, it supposed to be? It seems like um, it's just a hotel, but they have African patterns on some of the walls, which why wouldn't that be true of the whole thing? Like, isn't the whole thing African culture if it's in Africa and the employees yeah, right. are African? Why would they need a, yeah, doesn't a, it seem... like a segregated place for African <laughs> yeah, culture? Like, the implementation seems like to exoticize the place that it exists in, you know? Like, it seems yeah. very offensive. And it's But it's so nondescript, too, where it's not even anything to do with, like, West Africa or anything particular. It's just, oh, Africa restaurant. <laughs> And oh, there's literally no other text describing what that is. There's just five like shitty CGI renderings. They're going to have a hospital. 
Akon City Development proudly presents the Akon Education and Research Hospital and Outpatient of the Future. The warm, welcoming, vibrant of Calling Tomorrow Innovations, dynamic in creating the new vision of medical research, flexible enough to speak and be ready for the next 25 years and creatively located in the heart of Akon City to play a more significant role in a larger master plan of taking the lead for Akon Medical Park. (laughs) Would you get surgery there? Sure. Yeah, I would too. Uh, hmm. Well, if you scroll down more, I'm looking uh, at all of the buildings are. I don't even know how to describe the shape of these. It's like random shapes. There, every single surface is round. There isn't yeah. a single flat surface in the entire thing, which is wasted space for no reason. And it's not clear why one of these is the open market and one of them is the chalet. You know what I mean? Where. The open market doesn't actually look open. It's no, totally it's, closed. It's like copy and paste of the same design. They say, well, this is the hospital. This is the and market. This is, too, like, this is the African trying place. To, you could tell they're obviously lying about this, and they're trying to tell like a good lie by being too specific or whatever, where the resort and spa is exactly 26 stories tall, and the total buildup area is 29,857.3 square meters. But there's no plans for any of it. <laughs> like, how could they know that? Education. The campus will accommodate the number of students as per the international standard, approximately 15 square miles. Require area or meters? Require area per student will be able to expand as the community developed and as new requirement rises as our world evolved at a swift past. The campus will be the cornerstone of a larger master plan of Acoina City Educational Park. So they got the name of it wrong. <laughs> That's the uh, education. It's another building. It, it looks like a Golgi body. Like they all look like one of the uh, the things in the cell diagram. Yeah, school totally biology. They do, yeah. It's just like weird, like round shapes that are rendered in a way that it, they don't look real. Yeah. Like they... They look uh, like an exaggerated version of some sort of biological entity. It's very disarming. It is truly a visionary, I guess. It's a vision. See, I know, there's just too many good quotes to not read all this stuff here. I'm looking at the residential buildings now. This project is positioned as the most end of luxury. The wow. design goal is to surpass developers and end users' expectations, both in immediate visual impact as well as long-term practicality. Each single living unit is conceived as a rare treasure, a must-have for a high society member. As a boutique building, it communicates a prestigious life, both from the inside and the outside. Discerning residents will choose these apartments for their visionary spaces, the luxury of being served by state-of-the-art and built-in interactive systems, and the numerous superb facilities. Is end-user usually used for that? Uh, yeah, to mean a uh, resident. Yeah, I thought that was a software thing. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that feeling when I'm being served by a state-of-the-art and built-in interactive system. <laughs> Nothing like it. What about, have you checked out the Cinewood page yet? Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, Cinewood, it's it's their version of Hollywood. But uh, when it describes what they have, it has things like, the concept will include a commissary and storage space. Commissary? Like prison? (laughs) That should be the theme of it. It should be prison. Yeah. Because he is a convict. They they should make him uh, commit to the bit if he was lying about it. Yeah. Just put him in like a fake prison that's only for him for the rest of his life. 
Or to be fair, he could wind up in a real prison after like the shoe drops on all this stuff. But what else? I got only one more thing I got to read from this website. Uh, under the entertainment district part, the casino. The perspective of tourism impacts the nature and dimension of the effects of casino gambling may be conceptualized as follows. Gambling or gaming as a culture loaded but controversial human activity can have significant impacts. A casino, which is a place that legally allows people to engage in the activities of gambling and recreational consumption, can also directly and indirectly cause impacts. These impacts are somehow tangible and intangible in the host community in which casino gamblers interact with the local environment, economy, and society. That's the whole casino section right there. Wow. So nothing about what's going to be in the casino (laughs) or like the laws about it in Senegal. Where did they get that? Like, you're right. It's probably like like a Saudi or something if, if that's who they hired to work on this along with Americans. Like, it's clearly not an American who wrote that. No, it's like they paid someone on Fiverr to write 100 words about casinos. Yeah, it's really incredible, dude. Not about the specific one. Like, at that point, you might as well just copy and paste Wikipedia or the Merriam-Webster definition of casino. Yeah, it'd be way more legible. These impacts are somehow tangible and intangible in the host community. I guess that covers everything, tangible and intangible. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's all of it. It's a culture-loaded but controversial human activity. I like the phrase (laughs) culture-loaded. It's just loaded with culture. Also, it's culture-loaded, but it's controversial. (laughs) Like, somehow those two things are opposed to each other. Oh, actually, I I looked up culture-loaded, and the only results are uh, journal articles in, like, linguistics journals. Oh, interesting. Like, anthropology. So it must have come from somewhere like, like a scientific paper or something yeah i wonder and like be, is it copy i mean have you copied and pasted this into google does something else come up with this exact wording because the wording is so oh, insane I haven't, actually like, oh i think i found it S- sciencedirect.com yeah that would make sense it's uh china and singapore macau and singapore uh yeah there it is yep a culture loaded but controversial human activity can have major impacts Yep, you're right. Wow. That's so weird to take it from Science Direct in Tourism Management, the journal. That's so cool. Of all the places to take that from. It's especially funny to me, though, that academic language is so fucking piss poor that it seems like someone who doesn't know English at all. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess to be fair, like the people who wrote that, maybe that wasn't their first language. But yeah, that is... I mean, maybe it's a that guy named Peter Mason. Pros. Peter Mason sounds like a guy who probably would have a decent grasp on English, but I'm not going to figure out who he is right now. Fuck Peter Mason. Oh, wait, no, here we go. Um, From Burlington, Massachusetts. Was that the guy who wrote the article? Oh, no, you're right. They're, they're summarizing Mason. Yeah, so maybe it is someone. Yeah, yeah, you're right. A, they are talking about him. Sho Sung Wu. Oh, it's and Chinese Yong guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they, I don't know. Yeah, it is Chinese dudes. But why the um, fuck would that be on your website? Yeah, that's amazing. Like an academic shows how paper it, my, about the the effects of gambling on the community of Macau. Yeah. But it's like truly a scam that they just copy-pasted weird articles that they found in science journals and whatever. Like, 
Why even bother doing that? Like you're saying, it'd be easier to just copy the dictionary or something. It would make more sense. Yeah. It's so low effort, but high effort. It's like a pretty expensive yeah. looking website. It's got all the stuff moving around. Yeah, it's total dog scroll. shit. It's so hard to navigate because there's some stupid thing following your cursor. Like it's like 1997. Yeah, there's that's so strange. And it skips around when you move the mouse pointer. It like can't keep up with the refresh rate or something. Yeah, it's There's it's like very a black jarring. circle under the pointer. Yeah, and it, it starts glitching out when you move it. That sucks. And it's got all the articles there. Akon unveils plans for 6 billion city in Senegal. So yeah, and even those articles are already future... from like 2020, you know? Yeah, it's only like, the just articles like with from his, right uh, after his solar came panel out. thing, the Western media has already kind of like given up on it. Like, I guess that's what makes this article more interesting where... Um, it's this thing about how Akon's former business partner, music executive Divine Stevens, is accusing the rapper-turned-investor of attempting to run a Ponzi scheme through his proposed Akon City idea in Senegal. So basically, this guy who was working with him is suing him for $4 million and asking a judge to freeze all his assets, saying that he uh, isn't going to have enough money to pay him. And, um, yeah, like... I guess like it's like a whole bunch of shit where I'm, I mean, I'm, I can't wait for this court case to go ahead, but uh, yeah, he's accusing him of pyramid schemes and that there's like a bunch of red flags uh, that the cryptocurrency a coin is dubious. It doesn't exist by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's many just straight stupid up it cryptocurrencies exist, exist. Like they have Shiba Inu and Dogecoin and yeah, all manner like of nonsense. No effort to create that shit. Uh, he's provided almost no transparency about who is investing in Akon City or how will it how it will purportedly be built. It is likely a scam, he writes in a filing to a Manhattan judge. Oh, also, this is really good, too. The filing also points out the lack of evidence proving that a cryptocurrency could be successful at the level which he plans, but it is being offered to people through raffles and tickets, which are characteristic of a multi-level marketing scheme. A raffle for a coin is so funny, dude. God, I would love to hear more about this Ponzi scheme. Maybe we'll hear about it in a court case if it's not settled out of court. Yeah, but I would like, love to. Who is he hear paying? Because in a Ponzi scheme, you use the new money to pay back the old investors. Yeah, it really depends on yeah who these investors are. Who's he paying back? Is it just the investors, or like, because he's not paying any contractors? He's not buying any materials. He doesn't have any labor costs. That's true. It's a much simpler scam of just doing nothing and taking the money. <laughs> yeah, there's like, he, he, he's not even really pretending to do it. That's a good point. It's very generous to call it a Ponzi scheme. And then he's just trying to do a second one. Oh, wait, this is one more thing from that article, though. Um, he's also in debt to the IRS, who claim he owes $6 million in taxes. Uh, and he recently boasted that he was getting paid with trash bags full of money for his shows in Africa. However, he does not appear to be using this African cash to repay his IRS debt. <laughs> it's like when 50 Cent um, filed bankruptcy and then kept posting videos on social media where he's like rolling around in cash. Yeah, where'd all the money go? At least 50 Cent's a funny poster, though. Akon's got nothing. Yeah, 50 Cent rules. 50 Cent has some great songs. I don't know about Akon. I was listening to Smack That. And it yeah, sounds Akon, dated in like kind of a shitty way. Yeah, that's the thing. 50 Cent was lucky enough to team up with Dr. Dre, so his beats are like timeless and good from like those early albums. Uh, but Akon never had any such luck. I used to like him, but then he sold out when he changed I Want to Fuck You to I Want to Love You. Yeah. <laughs> and I was uh, I was 11 at the time, and I was very sad about it. Yeah. 
I was a really big fan of cusses back then. Yeah, hearing swear words in music was like your biggest political issue. That was the only thing I cared about. Um, I'm surprised just how much there is to say about all this because it's like we haven't even gotten really deep into the Uganda stuff yet where um, not only has he planned to do the second like $6 billion city in Uganda, but the way he's gone about it is insanely funny too and just like shows his character and lack of scrupules where... um, so how long how long has he been in power, uh, Museveni, in Uganda? Like thirty five years or something? I long think. Long time. Yeah, like he's like a revolutionary turned dictator, basically, and obviously he's using Akon to launder his image, and then Akon was confronted by local media about that, uh, like whether he understands that he's laundering the image of a guy who's been in power for like 35 years who just murders civilians all the time and shit. And Akon told the local NBS channel that, honestly, that just don't bother me. Clearly, democracy just works different in different places, and not every place in the world is made for democracy. God damn, but they do have a democracy. <laughs> like, they're yeah, supposed exactly. to... Like, yeah, it's, it's putatively, like, democratic, and he just clearly doesn't know what he's talking about, period, you know? <laughs> Like, you're not supposed to say that if you support the guy who's claiming to be elected democratically. Exactly. Yeah, isn't that you so don't say, funny? Well, I don't even like democracy. I'm glad he's a dictator. I'm glad yeah. he stole the election. <laughs> yeah, he's pretending to have been rightfully elected in the last election. You're not even, like, using his talking points. He's blowing the lid off the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. So, yeah, the, uh, the opposition party in Uganda has turned on Akon, the Forum for Democratic Change, because he's now associated with the ruling party, the ruling dictatorship of Uganda, who uh, were probably not elected legitimately in the last election. Yeah. And yeah, the the president had like 100 plus people killed during the election, including opposition politicians, uh, bodyguards for the uh, main opponent in the election. Um, like, uh, I think even ministers, or like people in uh, parliament. Uh, it's like insane shit. Um, but we should talk about the opposition leader who is like a kind of like dance hall reggae slash rap artist called Bobby Wine. Yeah, he rocks. I mean, we could talk about him for a long time. There's so much with him. From reading about him, I'm like, you kind of go back and forth. There's definitely some dubious things about him. But overall, you have to like him because he like grew up poor. He calls himself the ghetto president. He came from nothing and just became a music star and he makes these songs like there's this, people should just look. I'm not going to put it in the episode, but people should look it up or maybe I'll put it at the end of this episode. Actually, uh, his song Coronavirus Alert by Bobby Wine. He dropped this on March 25th of 2020. Pretty quick response. And I think it's the best COVID song we've ever heard where it's so like bright and cheerful. And the lyrics are like the coronavirus is sweeping over mankind uh, everybody must be alert. It's just, you know, a, a nice little PSA. Apparently, according to UN statistics, they only had 3,000 deaths from COVID. And that, yeah, you got to think Bobby Wine. Yeah, I guess. Getting the word out. I guess it was the song. Probably they're not counting all of them, but. True. Still better than us. We had that many every day. Yeah, exactly. Like, even just uh, as a percentage of. Like as like a per capita number, and then even if you assume those are underreported, it's like definitely better than the U.S. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, Bobby Wine, it's like uh, 
he ran for parliament in I think 2017 and won in like a huge landslide. And he's always done like political music and stuff. And then decided to run for president in this last election last year. And all kinds of crazy shit happened of uh, like police ran over his bodyguard and killed him. Some, uh, yeah, I I think it was a member of parliament aligned with him was shot by police. Uh, He was, he was like called in for questioning a million different times, arrested for all kinds of bullshit stuff. It's just like wild. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't kill him. Yeah. I guess it, it feels like one of those governments that's run in such a way where it's like, they still keep up the illusion of an election by having an opposition leader, you know? Kind of like Alexei Navalny in Russia or something. Although I guess Navalny eventually was like poisoned and shit, but yeah, he got poisoned. Um, but yeah, a I local guess a reporter was asking him uh, how much it would cost to build, and he dodged the question. Uh, oh, Akon, right? Not yeah, Akon. Yeah. When asked whether ordinary Ugandans would be able to afford the services offered in the futuristic city, Akon responded by suggesting people in Africa suffer from a low sense of self-worth, delivering an impromptu lecture on how at one point in history we were kings, queens, richer than anybody you can think about. There yeah, dude, what still the fuck are, kings. are you talking about? What does that have to do with... Yeah, exactly. There still are kings and queens. Yeah. There's a, a <laughs> dictator that you're caping for currently. Yeah. <laughs> and he's very wealthy. It's like... It's not that there aren't uh, wealthy people in Africa. It's just very few of them. Yeah, the problem is that it's just stolen from the people. Not uh, not unlike the West in that regard. Of There's a small number of people basically capitalizing off the labor of the masses. But Yeah. And Akon is one of those guys. Yeah, like that's what a king or a queen is. It's someone who lives on the labor of others. Yeah. It's someone who extracts, uh, extracts rent from the peasants at the point of a sword. Fuck you, Akon. Yeah. And it's like, so I guess with Bobby Wine, over, I think he's just so much better um, than the alternative, but there's all kinds of like kind of dodgy stuff with him too. Of He said like a bunch of anti-LGBT stuff and then he walked it back in a way that was like, I regret saying that stuff, but not that I have changed my position, you know? Yeah, the baseline position on LGBT rights in Uganda is... A little bit behind. Yeah. Well, I guess and we're, the thing we're is catching like, up to them going backwards. But yeah, going backwards, yeah. <laughs> They're in the 20th century. Yeah. But like overall, he has like mostly his heart in the right place. His humanitarian work is like cleaning. Like It's about like sanitation, garbage management, hand washing, like such pragmatic stuff that it's not egomaniacal. You know what I mean? Like it's the opposite of Akon at least of like making a city that's named after yourself. At least it's like pragmatic actual useful shit yeah he doesn't seem like a megalomaniac yeah and he basically after the election was probably stolen from him uh he at least urged like peace and civility and was just like you know at least you know let's not get more people killed by the ruling regime also all his music is still on spotify can't say that for akon yeah he's got tracks (laughs) missing that's a good point so uh, Bobby Wine's coronavirus alert that he dropped in 2020 has 1.6 million views. You can't say that for recent Akon stuff. No. Also, the comments on YouTube for that song are are like very sweet to read, where it's just everyone being like, thanks, Mr. President. You know, just like, you're my president. The ghetto May president. God protect you. He has exactly, a reality yeah. show called The Ghetto President that's about his life. Yeah. All the episodes are on YouTube. Yeah. And again, there's plenty, like, 
there's a, the other really damning thing about him is that um, some activist, like a younger activist who had left his uh, organization had done so because uh, she was asking him like, well, economically, are you like a left wing or right wing guy? Like you have to specify what your economic policy would be if you were to win the presidency. And he was like, I don't believe in any of that. I'm not left or right. It's like, okay, dude, like that, that kind of shit is so weak that it is a very skepticism inducing. Maybe it's a cold war remnant. Yeah. I, I, again, it's like pointless to like, overanalyze this since we don't understand the specifics of the it's like it's like liberals who are like eulogizing shinzo abe recently <laughs> like you don't know any, you you would hate this guy if you knew anything about him you're only eulogizing him because you don't fucking know the kind of shit he did where it's like we don't want to fall prey to that by just being like oh he seems like a good guy when he seems kind of mediocre but he's just better than the current dictator you know well i do support shinzo abe oh yeah yeah i support him what uh which policies do you like you want Japan um, to have a, a more aggressive military? Uh, yes. All right. Well, me too. Yeah. You know what? Whoever just died, I support all their opinions. Yeah, that's right. It would be insensitive not to. Yeah. I think when a leader dies or even a former leader like that, the Congress in that country should have to pass one of their dream bills that never came to fruition. You should be able to do a make-a-wish if you're a dying politician. Yeah. Like if, if you're Chuck Grassley... You should be able to have a bill that gets passed <laughs> unanimously that Dairy Queen has to always have their ice cream machine working. Yeah, I guess for Shinzo Abe, it could be something about uh, forcing people to have more children in Japan. It should be the opposite of China's uh, one-child policy. Japan should have a two-plus-child policy in his honor. You could get the extra ones from China. Have the three-child yeah, right. policy. As long as it evens out to 2.1 per country, we're fine. I'm sure that that policy combined with uh, remilitarizing Japan and uh, refusing to admit to... Well, that was another one of the things, like, right? Like uh, denying like uh, the rape of Nanking and stuff like that. Like all those policies combined, I'm sure that couldn't create any instability in that region. Yeah. I think what you want to get is a bunch of young men, uh, a glut of young men who have nothing to do and nowhere to go. Then also have the militarization... Let's get the army back. Yep. Let's get the Japanese army back. Well, I guess uh, one other thing I had pulled up about Bobby Wine, and this I think kind of contextualizes it in a very sympathetic light. We're saying, Mr. Wine has inspired young people, particularly in urban cities, with a message of standing against a gerontocratic ruling elite. Uganda is a young country, so it might seem right now that the demographics are in his favor. That may also be another reason why he represents a real threat, said a human rights lawyer, uh, you know, discussing the singer, blah, blah, blah. More than 75% of Uganda's population is below the age of 30 uh, and has one of the highest youth unemployment rates in sub-Saharan Africa, et cetera, et cetera. But that does kind of like resonate with the West right now of just like the gerontocracy, just all these shitheads we can't get rid of. Driving yeah. the country into the dirt. I forgot about that, how low the average age is. Yeah, it's wild. And yet, what can they do about it? Nothing. Just like here. They should have a competing city with like uh, Ray J. Yeah. Or Omerion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's like a more progressive uh, 2000s R&B guy? John Legend? Yeah, why not? But the the obviously the problem is that anyone who's not an insane con artist isn't going to try to start a city named after themselves. 
No. Yeah. Legend City, Uganda. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's very funny, though. It just, although I guess getting back around to it, it really does make sense, though, for a guy like Akon to align himself with, like, the furthest right oppressive uh, party. You know what I mean? Like, of course it makes sense that he would align himself with, like, the ruling regime. Yeah. His ideology is ultimately kind of the same of rapacious capitalism <laughs> at his own benefit to the ex- at the expense of everyone else. Yeah. Exploiting the most vulnerable people on Earth. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. In a sense, it's kind of like... The last time when we talked about that guy, Osiri, dude, uh, wanting to kind of move up from being a music mogul to a tech mobile mogul, you kind of see uh, Akon the same way of he wants to make that jump to just like not just a guy who owns a diamond mine, but just like a straight up just oppressive like guy who owns entire cities. He's like an extra political figure, though. He's not like a politician. He's just an extra political city owner. Yeah, he also skipped a bunch of steps of having, like, one legitimate business. <laughs> That's true. You gotta have something. Like, at yeah. least put, some, put together some facade, like the Clinton Foundation. Yeah. That person who started their small, like, couture uh, Akon City shop has, again, done more than he's done. They should get a whole city. Let's let them take a crack at it. Yeah, they should get all the money. That's a real entrepreneur. You know what? If they gave an American, like, Akon all this latitude to make a coastal city in their country. I think whichever small time shopkeep started that Akon city shop, we should let them start a coastal city in America, like prime real estate, give them a couple square miles and see what they can do with it. Yeah. We probably, we must have some national parks that we can open up. Yeah. Let's do it. I think we'll do that. And then we'll have a race to see if they can finish their Akon city or if he can finish his in Senegal faster. I would bet on us. Oh, absolutely. We got so so I guess my my closing thought would be everyone needs to go support their local Acon City store even if the closest one to you is in Senegal, you got to go out there, buy some merch, show these people that you support them building a city in America. Yeah, buy your plane tickets now. The bad news is that everyone is a potential victim. But the good news is that everyone is a potential solution. Sensitize the masses to sanitize. Keep a social distance and quarantine. Stop! The coronavirus is sweeping over mankind. Everybody must be alert. It's a global pandemic we can never take for granted.